guys. Uh, welcome to Urban Connect Podcast. Um, we're excited to be with you today. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Stephen Frankie. Um, so we just got done kind of having some great conversation and a little bit of dialogue on the direction of this podcast. Normally we have a clear and concise uh, direction with, with the guests that we're interviewing and, and things like that. But um, today, just as we're preparing... Um, different things on Steven's heart, different things that we've uh, seen other leaders experiencing and going through the past really several months. Um, and and so I hope and pray that today's uh, podcast is encouraging. And um, I pray that you, if you're listening today with us, that you walk away with something that you can apply to your life. And um, um, yeah, so Stephen, why don't you we kind of have a word, I guess, for today's podcast. Why don't you introduce that and we'll just take the conversation from there. Yeah. Maybe perseverance is that word or sustainability. Um, It's over the last 48 hours, we had our Unite Phoenix event, obviously on Saturday, and that began began conversations uh, with some of the partners, some of these directors, and just how difficult life has been over the last several months. Um, most of them did get COVID, which is difficult, uh, but uh, believe it or not, that wasn't the first thing that was shared. It was just other things, and a lot of this is personal information that can't be shared, um, but it, it seems like even yesterday, conversations with another one of our partners, there was things I wasn't even aware of, and I just was shocked to find out that they're going through and dealing with and really battling through some of these issues, and yeah. so... I mean, Caleb, our conversation earlier is just we ask so much, I think, of of others, whether it's from the pulpit or it's in a, a YouTube video or whatever it is, some sort of broadcasting. We ask so much of individuals to when they they hit that storm or they hit that wall to to push through it, you know, to see what you can't see, what only God can see, right? And mm-hmm. that he's working towards a certain point and that this is part of the process and and to not lose hope um, and to somehow muster some sort of joy, uh, even in the midst of that, to to press through. So I think this conversation, Caleb, is good uh, yeah. and timely, but perseverance, it's definitely on the mind as of late. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think coming out of, of 2020, such a, uh, and it will go down forever as such a challenging year. And, and people were, I know for me, I was hopeful for 2020 of, or 2021 of just being this, man, we're going to, it's like a light switch, right? It's going to, we're going to flip the switch, changing into the new year and things are going to get better. And I mean, in the midst of that transition of, of coming into a new year, our family, we were dealing with COVID, um, two of my wife and my daughter, both, you know, having COVID and, and actually my daughter, you know, seeing some kind of rare signs or rare symptoms, um, that you don't hear about often swollen hands and itchy legs and kind of some irritation all over. And then on the bottom of her feet, she was, had some, some swollen lumps and, and things like that. And so I know for me, and, and we kind of referenced it earlier was, um, there's been times where where you feel like there's just all this opposition and and trying to press forward and push through sometimes you get so tired that you don't even want to push through right and and you you literally question god are you really here and and are you present around me 
And are you walking through this with me? Because sometimes if I'm to be honest as a, as a leader and, and you lead in, in many different ways as well. And, and I think sometimes people look at us and say, well, you've got it all together. All your ducks are in a row. When, when challenging times come, you probably just brush them off your shoulder and, and just move forward. Uh, have you ever experienced that kind of interaction with people? Yeah. And I mean, even the podcasts, the the several that we've done already at this point, we're interviewing people that we feel are almost like these urban heroes of the faith. I mean, yeah. right here in our time uh, that are doing outstanding things for the kingdom. And the questions that we have are all surrounding that. Like, hey, what are your you know, super weapons, <laughs> superhero? Yeah. I mean, you feel <laughs> like that. And it's like they come out and you're like, oh, and it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And you're like, this is amazing. But I mean, what we're talking about here, it feels so opposite of that, where you just feel slammed, you know, and this is, it's a very real conversation. Um, yeah. You know, that you even have to question, do you want to have this in a podcast that you're doing? <laughs> uh, but to talk about those moments where you're like, God, are you here? Are you here in this storm with us? Um, because it feels like at least for me being friends, you know, with all these other directors and, and touching base with them, following up. Um, the director I talked with yesterday specifically said, Stephen, imagine if your role, you know, with Unite Phoenix is more than just bringing volunteers, but it's to just give us a call every once in a while and see how we're doing. And mm. I just, I, I didn't even know what to say. Wow. And, and it was, I'm so glad he said it, but it really put things in perspective. I'm like, you guys deal with stuff like you are dealing with some really tough challenges right now. And for this individual to, to tell me what he told me about his spouse, I mean, it was just like, I, ha I had no idea. I'm so sorry. And it just, it's a good thing. It recalibrates you and it puts things back into perspective. And, and I immediately got on the phone with another one of our partnering organizations, left him a voicemail. And it was just like me crushing on him, you know, just <laughs> like you are amazing. You are, oh, I'm just blown away at this last year, what you've been able to do, even with, with all the difficulty and all the things that have been happening in the world. Um, you know, just knowing that they are also dealing with a very serious situation um, in their family. And so it's, I don't know, Caleb, it, it's definitely one of those things where you look at this and you're like, all right, God, help me to have that sustainable joy that your word talks about, even in yeah. the midst of, of, uh, tribulation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just kind of had this thought. So, so we're, we're recording this on a Monday afternoon and, and just a few days ago we had your, your Unite Phoenix event, you know, uh, what was it? Over a hundred people, a hundred volunteers from, from several churches and, and even some, some people from the elementary school came out and, and some community people came to serve these organizations. And, and, you know, for me with leading and directing aim, right. And, and being a part of, of unite Phoenix events and coming in, you know, each, each unite Phoenix event, we start with each organization sharing kind of a, a five minute 10 minute. And, and sometimes I don't always feel like prepared to do that. I always feel like I have the energy, but it's like, man, you're, we're given this opportunity to share with a hundred people who maybe have never heard about aim right or, or one of the other organizations. And, and you want them to see the joy and the excitement. And, and just like, as, 
you know, as Christians, we're good at, right, putting on a mask and, and covering things up. And, and sometimes we stand in front of those groups, and I know I have, on the inside feeling empty, on the inside feeling like life is just, I haven't not necessarily hit rock bottom, but I just feel empty and I don't really have the joy inside of me that I'm portraying. And yeah. so, uh, man, if, if you're listening to this, I just encourage you just hang, hang on for the ride here. Uh, Steven and I are going to be vulnerable with you yeah. and just, we're sharing our hearts. And so, um, please just, yeah, just hang in there with us. Just throw, had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, I kind of, I, I've been in that place and because you want, you want people to get involved and you want people to come and you want them to like your organization and get, you want to, want to learn more about it. And, but sometimes I walk away from events like that and it's like, man, if these people only knew mm-hmm. the challenges that it took to get me here on a Saturday morning. And, and I think all the other leaders and, and kind of with our conversation, all the other leaders maybe you're experiencing that right now, you know? Um, and so what is it that helps them, gives them, gives us the desire to push forward, you know, and not throw in the towel and kind of tap out and say, you know what, I've given everything I have and, but you know, I've got another obstacle in my way and I'm, I'm done, you know? And, you hear of that happening to leaders all the time of them tapping out and, and saying, you know what, I'm done. I can't. So I don't know. Where do we, what do you think about that? Yeah. And what do we say all the time that we trust in the Lord and we depend yeah. on him. Right. But a lot of times that follows like a really clever podcast or sermon or something <laughs> that we listen to and, and we rely on that, but it's more than that. It's like looking at the past and man, God, this is, almost going through the film strip, you know, of your Mm -hmm. life, uh, especially ministry life. And just looking at that and saying, God, you showed up here, 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 here. And, and let's look at the places of even trauma, you know, or difficulty I've had during the last few years and how you always showed up and your timing seemed to be perfect. It, It was always hindsight, but it was perfect. And, and then just knowing that you can rely on that for future things too, not just what's happening today and, and some of the conflicts that are happening, but to look down the road and just say, God has, has made covenant with me, you know, as a son, as a daughter first over my life, uh, to protect me, to take care of me, to help me weather these storms. He's made that covenant with me and he's not going to break it. And so, I mean, talking, you know, with a few of the interns for aim right today, we talked about that, you know, how important it is to, to not be listening to what the enemy is constantly, you know, uh, uh, the lies that he's spreading um, or the way he's twisting God's truth in your life. And, and instead, just call him out, say you're a liar and just, again, trust what God's already told you. And that that's what sustains you. Um, and ultimately, uh, I'm, we're looking forward to later later on when we get to talk with Joanne Sweeney um, because Joanne lives a life like this and, and she's been doing it for 21 years uh, to where she has battled a lot of difficult things. Uh, I, I don't know if this, we'll find out, but I don't know if this is one of the toughest years she's had in ministry. Um, but what do you see on Saturday morning? Joy, an mm-hmm. abundance of it. She is smiling. She's happy. She's She's uh, coming with expectancy to see God show up in a massive way. 
And he yeah. did. He yeah. did that morning. And, and God rides that and he honors it. And he does. He shows up. And so it's all about posturing. It's not uh, ever something where you're like, I'm going to just deflect this and pretend like it's not happening. Uh, you take on that storm head on, but you just know you're going into it with with God on your side. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, all these conversations I've had today with you and with our interns, you know, one thing I, it goes back to and and my uh, shout out to 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 my my man, Tommy Nixon in L.A. He always asks, what's it look like? What's your pre- what's what's the presence of God look like in your life? Are you spending time in the presence of, of God and are you spending time in the presence of the Lord? Yeah. And, you know, I think as as leaders and, and as anybody, it's, it's really anybody is it's when those trials, when those those challenges come when, when, when you, I don't know, maybe you've worked hard all month long and you, you've got just enough money to pay the rent and, and your vehicle breaks down or, you know, you've served at your local nonprofit or you served at the food bank and, and you've, you've exhausted all your, your resources and, and, and then again, a tragedy hits, whether it's financially or something. And, and a lot of times those moments can be breaking points for us. You know, those can be moments when we, we just want to turn our back on God and say, you know what, I've done all these things. But then when it gets down to it, have we been resting in his presence? Have we been spending time in his presence? And I mean, that's been on my heart this weekend. Um, I started 2021. I felt with like I started with some healthy rhythms and, you know, spending time in, in the presence of the Lord, um, whether it was just through being quiet, um, through reading his word and, and things like that. But I've gotten out of this rhythm. My, my rhythm has been broken and, and I can see the way I've reacted to, to some different challenges the last couple of weeks that it affects that. And so, you know, I, I see somebody like Joanne um, who's, who's going to be on an upcoming podcast here soon. Um, I see somebody like her and you can see it on her face. You can hear it in her voice. Like, you know, and I'm sure she'll share with, with us some of those things, but some of the challenges that she's had to face, she's got joy and it's pure, honest, authentic joy. Like it's, it's not something made up and she may, she may be, she may come into a situation and say, I'm struggling but she's smiling. She says, I'm blessed. And, and God sees me. And, and that's what, something I admire about her and, and a lot of these other leaders that we work with. Um, but, uh, yeah, how do we, how do we get to that place? I guess. Cause, cause one of the conversations I was having with interns today was sometimes even though that we know we need to go there and we need to go and be in the presence of the Lord, a lot of times that's the last place we want to go to. Yeah, no, it's good, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for some people, they never get there. I mean, that's what's really sad. Those are the stories that you hear and it breaks your heart, you know, where it's just, it the again, whatever the instance is, whether it's trauma or it's something less than that, it's it, maybe it's a sin issue, you know, that they're mm-hmm. going through and it causes them... Uh, uh, enough guilt or whatever it is to just go the other way. And, and you're just like, Oh my gosh, 
you were called to go to the cross, like just to just if you have you're going to be weeping, whatever it is, but go to the cross, like go to the feet of the cross and just lay that burden right there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's it's always something where you know it. And maybe that's godly wisdom in your life and going through enough of those circumstances where you've seen God deliver on his promises over and over again, that it, it helps you um, in shortening that that timeline or, or that amount of time for you to figure out something like that. But it, it really is, again, it, you have to continually fill yourself with God's word because the enemy, I believe, works overtime. In, in the lies and, and spewing the things, the disbelief and, and trying to make you feel like you are the, the asterisks, you know, to every Bible verse that's out mm-hmm. there where it says it's his desire for all to be restored and healed and saved, all those things. And you're like, well, everybody but me. And uh, a ministry leader, a pastor of a church, uh, a director of an organization, they're not immune to it. Uh, and that's the thing. I think that's what's so difficult is we go through some of these things. Um, for Nicole and I, uh, most of what we do as far as for an organization is we do gatherings. I mean, just events. And it, it's pretty minimal as far as the work that we put into anything. But God has, especially in the last couple months here, put a specific family that's been in our lives for the last few years um, back at the forefront of our lives. I mean, truly, and to, to where it's, it's taken over. And, um, my wife, Nicole, it's, she's um, unbelievable. I mean, there's moments like this really in the last two months where I'm like, how on earth did God bless me with you? Because you just see her heart. And that's not something that's easily seen. I think, uh, with a lot of individuals when you're just coming together and getting together, um, but this refugee family that we're working with, um, it, I will tell you, Caleb, it went from, holy cow, this is really awesome. And people are providing, we had blankets provided, beds provided, uh, bunk beds um, from all over the valley, a mobile home for them to yeah. live in by a close friend. And it all happened in 24 hours. We just saw literally 24 hours of miracles taking place for a family that we absolutely loved. And we're like, Oh God, you're amazing. And then a week later, we're literally, I mean, it, it seemed to be flipped upside down where we're like, what is going on? Like the, the yeah. adults, you know, the, the parents that are in this household, it seemed like they didn't care about, you know, working hard to find another place to stay. Cause this is a temporary location for them. Uh, they weren't out there actively looking for jobs. Like we had told them there's a, a finite amount of time you could be in here. It's just a couple of months. And, yeah. and this is to tide you over till we find something else. And Nicole has spent two weeks straight doing nothing but make phone calls um, to a number of different organizations in which most of them are saying either it's 36 months to get into something or there's just nothing available for a family of 13 um, to get into whatever it is. And Nicole and I have had conversations where we're like, Oh, why is this burden on us? You yeah. know, this, you're the parents and, mm. and almost a frustration, if I'm honest with the parents, but then we just look at the one-year-old, the two-year-old or the three-year-old, the five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, that and just goes up from there. And we're like, it's not fair. It's not fair mm-hmm. to them, you know, that they have to deal with some of the consequences of, of their parents' actions. 
Yeah. And so it's just amazing. Consistency is so important. I'm, I'm learning that Caleb. And I know, you know, that too, it's just being, being with the Lord where you're just not uh, offended by things that happen that take place um, around you on a daily basis. People are dealing with that obviously in the news a lot lately where they can just quickly, you know, draw an offense to something. Yeah. Um, but just always knowing God sustains, he delivers, he's there, he's present. And these people don't know Jesus. And Uh this is going to absolutely be a testimony later on where it's, this is how I found Christ. It was by uh, a dozen or more people that just gave generously and gave um, when our own home church, you know, or whatever it is, nobody was reaching out. Even our family wasn't helping us. This, this other family uh, of Christ followers, you know, came in and, and support us and helped us out. So I, I just, I don't like giving the enemy attention, but there is no doubt that he works really hard for, for each one of us to just not fully trust in the Lord and all that he's doing. And sometimes it comes through friends, honestly, that will make statements uh, to you. That's like, oh, is, well, maybe it's because of this, you know, and uh, maybe it's, you know, this situation. And sometimes you almost have to have that that mindset of I rebuke that, you yeah, know, like yeah. you love that person. But at the same time, you want to rebuke the very statement mm. because you're like, that is not in alignment with God's will and what God does and what yeah. God has already promised us in this situation. So isn't it crazy how yeah. often life is like that where you're just you have to have a filter, you know, put on a God filter and just yeah. make sure that these things don't hinder uh, what God's what God's doing in your life and wanting to show you. Yeah. Why? I mean, even the specific situation we're talking about, you guys helping this family. I mean, I know that you guys have, we've talked about it and you've asked for different resources about housing and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure even my response sometimes doesn't always come across as maybe loving. Cause I'm like, oh man, you know, you can call that number but you're not going to get anywhere, you know? And, and what does that do to you? Like you said, man, we both know each other. Well, you want me to be encouraging, but, but you're trying to find housing for this family. And, and I come along and say, dude, good luck, you know, yeah. you know, and it's like, but sometimes man. that encouragement too much of that, it can be discouraging Yeah, because it's like, Oh, it's going to be fine, brother. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not like they're going to be out of the house. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting when you were talking about this, you know, you said, and it was actually one of the last times we were recording a podcast, we both got the message in the middle of that. Um, like this needs to happen now, right? Yeah. They needed housing. They were living in temporarily in a hotel for one night and yeah. you can't do that for long. Um, but you, you, the one thing I heard you say was it went from 24 hours of man, everything's great. God showed up in mighty ways. Um, put people in, in your life to help bless these kids with brand new Nike tennis shoes. Yeah. And yeah, you guys went to the mall and you got them a brand new pair of shoes, probably something they've never had and things like that. And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. And then boom. Yeah. Kind of, I guess what we would call reality yeah. kind of sank in and it's like, well, wait a second. They're they're, You know, we had all this momentum, but it kind of stopped. Right. Yeah. And it's for you guys being there, helping this family and, and being in the trenches, being the boots on the ground type of people that you are, it gets frustrating and you kind of lose 
your drive sometimes and you lose that passion and it's like sometimes you get at a point where it's like man i just i hope they can figure it out yeah. right um what are some key things for you and nicole mm-hmm. like you said nicole's been spending time calling and and trying to find a place for them to live and, and try to find some of those things what are some some key things that you guys have had to do because I, I I'm speaking from experience that then affects you guys relationally, right? As husband and wife, as the the mother and father of your children, like that affects you guys as well, right? In that relationship. So, what are some things maybe that you guys have done and or maybe learned in the last really two weeks here to help as a as husband and wife push through what challenges have have kind of popped up? Yeah, a lot of things. I some of them aren't necessarily healthy either, which is really weird to say. <laughs> but like I said before, I mean, where you you almost start blame shifting, you're like, hey, it's on the parents. They need to take ownership of this situation. You know, they're, they're the ones who have gotten into it. And you, <laughs> it's such a bad thing, but it appeases <laughs> you a little bit. You're like, you, but the sad part is, I mean, Nicole was telling me the other day, she's like, Stephen, what are we going to do April 1st? You know, when we got to get them out of there. And yeah. And I was like, I know, right? It, it feels like we're evictors. You know, we're going yeah. to evict a family we love that we just help. Like, and and how sad and short-sighted, you know, to not even, I mean, we're a month and a half away and we have that in our hearts. And it's like, that's a month and a half. That's forever for God to show up and do something miraculous. He's yeah. already done it over and over again. And so it just shows. I mean, I don't care if you're a leader of a ministry or not, how long you went to Bible college you can fall into these traps where you just, you know, you, you instantly uh, are, are looking at circumstantial things and, and what's happening and you're not seeing much traction after a couple of weeks of phone calls, right? And, and people exhausting all their resources and what they're able to do. Um, you know, and I, I think we're so, we're learning a lot through yeah. this. And these other partners that we've talked to that are going through other struggles, their own struggles, you know, with their ministries, it's the same. It's just resounding the same thing over and over. We're learning, you know, we're, we're learning about how, what our limits are, um, you know, for one particular directors, you know, like just learning that rest is so very, very important. Mm. You know, drawing back is so important. You want to go, 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 go. And you're like, this is the mission of God. And if I don't do it, do it, who is going to do it? That's foolishness. Yeah. Uh, God's the one who's responsible. Ultimately, he's the one taking care of this situation. And he's also called you to rest. Yeah. (laughs) And when you don't do that, you're being sinful. You know, you have to be careful of that. And so it's just, we're learning a lot through this. Um, And I'm just thankful that we're not learning a lesson that's like, let's never do this again, um, because that's not good either. You know, God, God is going to sustain and if this happens with the same family or a different family, we want to be there for them um, because that's what God's called us to do. So it, yeah. it's through these moments that that only one thing can be reveal, revealed, and that is God's abundance of, right. of, of provision and how he takes care of it. So everybody at the end of this, I believe, is going to look and go, that definitely isn't the Frankies. That definitely mm-hmm. isn't the Reeds, you know, or Aim Right or, or Unite Phoenix or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's our hope, right? That right. people wouldn't look and, and look at our qualities or leadership qualities and say it's them. We ultimately want it to be where people are like, that only could be God. Because right. I know Stephen, he's not so smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's yeah. true, man. Like, yeah. um, 
Matt was just, uh, we, we opened up and, and we're talking about perseverance and, and endurance. You know, I think of, you know, a year ago you ran a, a marathon, I ran a half marathon and, and, and it was a lot of, there was moments where I wanted to pull off and say, dude, I'm done, you know, yeah. call my wife and say, come pick me up. I'm by the Phoenix zoo. Uh, yeah, I'm hungry let's too. go grab a cheeseburger, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you ran twice as long as I did. But, but I, I know, I know what your, what tricks your mind plays on you and, and things like that. And, and if you don't train properly, you're not going to enjoy, man, I don't, I don't know if you can even enjoy uh, if somebody, somebody reach out to us and let us know if you really enjoy, truly enjoy that, that 26.2 miles. Um, yeah, we'll but, uh, future podcast for sure. <laughs> uh, but you know, like to truly enjoy that you've got to train and prepare and, and even in the middle of it, your body is screaming back at you. I hate you. Right. Yeah. Because it hurts and, and there's pain and, and whatnot. But but when one thing you, you mentioned a few minutes ago was, was rest, yeah. was Sabbath, right? Sabbath, is, it's part of the creation story. It's part of, of God's plan for us to Sabbath, for us to rest. And, you know, I'm as guilty as the next person uh, of not doing that. And for years, I lived in the space where I thought the busier I was, the, the more I was doing, the, the more kind of irons I had in the f- pots I had in the fire, however the sayings goes, but like the more I was a part of, the more I was going to accomplish, the more that was going to get done, and the more transformation, the more lives we were going to see change, right? I lived that way for years, and it's really been within the last probably year and a half, two years that I've my eyes have been opened, and... Stephanie and I have had conversations of we're not going to be able to do this any longer unless we make some big changes. And, and that kind of is where it got to for us, you know, yeah. as leaders, as, as a husband and wife, as, as parents, you know, it was like our family is not going to thrive. Our family is not going to sustain um, unless we make some major changes. And, and one of those was rest. One of those was slowing down and understanding that we're not the saviors here. Like you, you reference that it's, it's not us, it's God. Like he's, he's invited us along for this journey. And, but to have that endurance, to have that ability to move forward, we've got to rest. Saturday, I went home from Unite Phoenix and there was plenty I could do. I looked at Steph. I said, you know what? I kind of feel like just taking it and just chilling, like just kind of being lazy, putting my feet up. And, and when I thought about that, I was like, but I can't, like there was something inside of me that was fighting against that. Like, no, like just keep going, just, just go find something to, to, to fill that next three or four hours of your day and and fill it up with something. And I was like, no, I think I want to kind of just chill. And, and it was hard, but I just kind of sat down put my feet up, watched some YouTube and, yeah. And just kind of decompressed and just had a few moments to myself. And and I think it's things like that. If we take the Sabbath serious, if we take rest seriously, when the bad news comes through of whether whether it's a health, a health issue with your body, 
whether it's the loss of a lost life of a loved one. Um, maybe it's for an organizational leader out there that the funding's not coming in, you know, whatever it may be, maybe you lost a board member, or, you know, maybe you lost some key players on your team, whatever, whatever challenges. I think if we're resting well, if we're Sabbathing well, um, that's part of what helps us to make it through those, those times, you know, and, and maybe if we see that we're not able to make it through that, maybe it's that kind of taking that, that time to, to self-reflect and say, all right, what am I not doing? What, what am I, what's missing in my life that is making it impossible for me to make it through some of these challenges? I don't know. Does that make, make sense? Yeah, I think it's good. That same conversation yesterday with one of the other directors of the other organization, I, I had a proposal and that was, Hey, what about if we had a night where we just, you know, all went out to dinner and night Phoenix was able to help take care of that, but everybody go to dinner and then maybe I can work out a deal with a, a hotel chain or a resort or something like that, where everybody can have a room for that night just for the couples. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that would be okay. He's like, honestly, I, I just want to meet with other directors mm -hmm. and just hear what they're doing. Like yeah. see what, what's going on with them, how they're weathering this storm, you know, how they're adapting, you know, to these times. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, yeah. that's people just need to be heard. They just want to, to listen. But yeah, with regards to rest, man, isn't it counter what the world says? You know, it's yeah. like that they would believe that that would be the least productive time in with, in God's economy, it can be the most productive. He's yeah. out, he's still at work. He's still yeah. working through that. Um, but now your focus is on him and resting and the fact that he's taking care of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are a leader and you're listening, um, again, Stephen, touching all these great points here. It's if, if you don't have a circle of people that you can go to and you can build community with, then like as soon as you, you can, you can hit pause now and, and like text somebody, yeah. call somebody and, and, and really, and this, this goes for anybody, not just a leader, right? Like we need community around us. We need people that we can go to. We talked about this the other week with my with my father-in-law about like people checking in and giving phone calls and, and stuff like that. Like yeah. this really needs to be something that's a priority. Um, because oftentimes as a leader, you know, you feel isolated, you feel alone. You feel like, man, everybody's always coming to you, Steven, right? Everybody, Hey, Steven, I need this, Steven, I need you to do this for me. Um, Hey, we, we were running this event. Can you help with this? Like they're always coming. Hey, 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 hey. And never are they coming and saying, Stephen, how are you? Right? And and I know you have people in your life that that do that. And and but but a lot of times as leaders, we we often we're the ones praying for others. We're the ones helping to organize for others. And sometimes it, it does feel lonely, right? And and like you were saying about the the gentleman you were talking with, it's like. I love meeting with other leaders yeah. and hearing their struggles. You know, I don't want to see other people struggling, no. but when I hear people that are struggling and dealing with the same things I am or, or we are, then it's encouraging. Yeah. And then we can fight through that stuff together. Yeah. Right. Cause then now, now, now you're going to call him. Right. Yeah. 
probably more than, than you would have had you not known some of these things, yep. right? Cause you're aware of them and, and you're going to check in and say, Hey, how's it going? How are things? Are they getting better? How can I pray for you? And it's things like that, that are going to help him continue to move forward, yeah. continue to, to push through and persevere through, through these challenging times. Right. And, yeah. and it's people like you that can say, Hey man, like, remember what happened a month ago and, and how God showed up in, in your life and in your organization. Isn't that amazing? Like, aren't you yeah. believing God for that to happen again? Yep. And, um, and just really, man, I love the thought of a part of Unite Phoenix and, and your guys' organization. I love the thought of that other component being checking in on leaders, you know, and almost building a team. I'm thinking out loud here, but, yeah. you know, building a support team that, that checks in on these leaders and says, hey, how are you today? You know, we had, we had the event last weekend. How are you? You know, yeah. how can I pray for you? How can I encourage you today? And honestly, for me, sometimes that's hard to accept. Even though I desire that, um, it's, it catches me off guard. I, I shared a story with somebody here recently where I was having a rough week. And I was, I was actually at the school. And um, I was just sharing. They were, one of the teachers was asking me how life was, how my week was going. I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just kind of it's tough. I forget, can't remember what was going on. But the next words out of her mouth were, can I pray for you? And I was like, uh, I'm good. Like I brushed it off. I denied it. I denied this individual praying for me. And I walked out of that classroom on the school campus, right? Yeah. And I felt horrible. I was like, what did I just do? Not to just deny me of a blessing, right? But like denied her of something that God put on her heart to do. Yeah. And, and I kind of shows, goes, I guess, to show maybe where I was at in that stage of life where I was just, I don't know, there was a lot of challenging things taking place. And, mm -hmm. and as much as I wanted to push through, somebody came alongside and said, let me pray for you. And I said, nah, I'm good. You know? And, yeah. and I, and I still think about that. And I did, I went back to that person and I, I apologized and I said, I am sorry for my response and, and used it as a moment to, to ask for forgiveness and say, I was wrong, you know, that here's my why, but it doesn't make it right. And, and all, but, um, yeah, man, I think we, we need to, as believers just continue to push through and, yeah. but do it health in a healthy way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the passage, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I will be there in the midst yeah. of the, it's, it really hits home. Uh, obviously in the conversation with praying, but also just again with just somebody that, you know, a brother or whatever it is when they, it's a powerful moment, you know, yeah. I, this other director, I hate not being able to name <laughs> names and I know the person probably wouldn't care, yeah. but Honestly, I mean, this we we grew in our friendship uh, because of the vulnerability that we both expressed, uh, talking about current circumstances, um, and specifically for both of us, what our wives were going through. It, we're we're just, I think, a lot of things just 
kind of come off our back, like water off a duck's back. Um, but with our wives, they take this on, they're very emotional, you know, and emotionally drawn to people and, and have this motherly nature and they just don't want to say no. And, yeah. mm-hmm. but for this individual and I to just be able to sit there for half an hour, 40 minutes and just say, Hey, this, this is a struggle. There's no doubt about it, but us together, uh, both loving and encouraging one another, that's powerful. And you better believe God is there. God was yeah. there in the midst of that, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, anybody listening, um, I know a lot of this conversation swirls around ministries and things like that, but any individual, it, I can't tell you the importance of just picking up your phone to call somebody, especially if you feel God's put them on your heart and just saying, Hey, how are you doing? You don't have to get super spiritual about it. Just call yeah. them and say, Hey, I was thinking about you. I was on a walk tonight and God put me on your heart. You know, what's going on? Is everything okay? And just watch what happens. You yeah. know, but that that verse, wherever two or more are gathered, I mean, understand people take that in the context of, hey, let's have a prayer meeting, you know, we're all together. So God's gonna move powerfully. No, it's it's in the junk of life too, you yeah. know, the difficult times. But we're we're beings that God has created for community uh, and to love one another. And when we show that um, in a very genuine way, there's no no doubt that God's going to show up. Yeah, so, that's cool. yeah. No, that's that's so good. I uh, sorry, I'm I'm listening to you. I'm just there's a couple uh, scriptures here that just came to mind. Yeah. Um, and I know this is this is uh, something we're all familiar with, but uh, Hebrews chapter six. Um, uh, chapter six, verse 19 says, we have this hope as an anchor, an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. We have this hope and as an anchor and, and man, like I just, we got to cling on to that, right? An anchor serves a purpose to to hold a ship in place right it it serves its purpose and it drops down into the water into the depths and it holds it keeps it from moving keeps it from from potentially floating and drifting off course right we're gonna have church man (laughs) uh i got goosebumps on the leg but like but like it's it's what we have to grasp a hold of right jesus God, we have to grasp a hold of him or we are going to drift away. Yeah. We are going to float off into places we never dreamt. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to say that we can't come back, but, but don't you want to avoid that, the yeah. mess and the destruction that that brings and, and how, how simple it is to let go, right? Yeah. You and I both grew up in church, grew up in loving Christian homes. We were, we were taught from an early age that, that Jesus loves us, right? Yeah. He cares about us. But then we've also lived life. We've also gone through circumstances and challenges where, where it causes us to question God, right? And, and, but, but we come back and, and, and we grab a hold. And, and I'm going to, um, I want to read it in the message version too. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, we're going to have to like add a couple of verses here, but we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. 
so the message version actually doesn't call it an, an anchor, but it says it's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running on ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. I love how it says that. It says this unbreakable spiritual lifeline. I don't know if you've ever been to the, what is it, the USS um, Midway in, in San Diego. Yep. You've been on there. You can walk into the, to the room where the chain and where the anchors are, and they're huge, these yeah. huge pieces of steel or iron, whatever it is, but it's unbreakable. Like, you can't, you you would still be pounding away. You can't go in there with a sledgehammer. You can't break that apart. Yeah. It's God is saying, just grab onto me. This is who I am. I'm unbreakable. Yeah. I'm not going to let you go. Yeah. And whatever challenge, whatever thing you're facing, we're going to get through this. Yeah. Just cling to me, cling to my promises, cling to my word that I will never leave you. Right. Always going to be here for you. I'm always going to be here with you. And man, if we live that way, when we get that phone call that a lost one or a loved one is, has lost their life or when you get that message from your, your spouse, from your significant other that says, I don't think I can make it anymore. I don't think I can push through. You know, you get that, that phone call, like your wife's been making week after week, looking for housing, doing it from not a place of saying, look at me, look what I'm doing, but she's doing it at a place of genuine concern and compassion and care for another family, for other human beings. And she gets denied after denial after denial like every every single time and it's like how do you it's by hanging on it's by clinging on and sometimes right i have this like picture of like clinging right like clawing my hands my fingers onto this thing this jesus right onto jesus and just hanging on with everything i have realizing that that i'm on the verge of letting go but he's saying just hang on cling to me you know, I'm unbreakable. I've got all these promises that I've given you. Look at the past. Look at what you've done. Look at what I've done in your life and the lives of those around you. Keep pressing forward. Yeah. Keep pushing forward. Amen. Good. Yeah. So, well, hey, um, we're just going to wrap up this podcast here and, and, and our time together. Um, we know this was a little different. Um, but I uh, just wanted to be uh, obedient, I guess, to what we didn't even know what God put on our heart till we sat here uh, 45 minutes ago. But um, we hope that, that you walk away from here encouraged. We hope that no matter what challenge you're facing in life, no matter what hardship is coming your way, that you put your trust and your hope in the Lord and Jesus and uh, sit in his presence and hang on to him with all you've got and he'll be there for you. So, Stephen, you want to close us in prayer? Yeah. Uh, Father, we're so glad that you see what we don't and um, Lord, that you know uh, what what is about to transpire. Lord, I, I firmly believe that there are 
these moments Lord, where you are just on the edge of your seat and you're just excited um, and, and just waiting Lord for your perfect will to, to transpire in people's lives and Lord uh, sometimes the route getting there can be really bumpy and I know for for a lot of people that are listening to this today right this moment they're dealing with something Lord that that might even seem uh, un uh, either unattainable Lord or something that's not passable that they can't get through father and, and we pray for them we lift them up Lord uh, and Lord, I just pray that you would comfort them when comfort is needed, Lord, that you would give them wisdom when that's needed, Father, and that you would continually just uh, remind us of your track record, Lord, in, in providing, and that we can we can always rely on you, Lord, that that's what you want from us as our Father, Lord, that we would be reliant and dependent on you for everything in our hearts and lives, Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Urban Connect Podcast, where we want to inspire you to go and make a difference in your neighborhood, in your community. Um, Would you go be encouraged, be blessed, and make a difference somewhere today?